0: looking for a great dining experience in charlottesville look no further than the aberdeen barn the barn has been family owned and operated since 1965
1: with terry and angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at virginia's big time steakhouse enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsmen's bar a fantastic place to wind down and socialize surrounded
0: by flat screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events you never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call
1: 434-296-4630. Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo wah.
0: Welcome to the show. Chris Graham here uh, with Jerry Ratcliffe. It's the Jerry Ratcliffe Show, and it's a big weekend for uh, Jerry, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but uh, let's start with uh, the latest in Virginia basketball. I mean, we're, we're now more than a month past the end of the season and continuing to break news in basketball with um, especially the transfer portal recruiting. And so, you know, Jerry, another big pickup this week uh, for Tony Bennett and his staff with a guard from, um, up his, up, up Tony's way up from Wisconsin, that, uh, looks like he can put the ball in the hole pretty well.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I watched uh, as much video as I could find on, on the kid, Andrew Rohde. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce his last name. R-O-H-D-E, uh, six, four hundred and sixty pound What six, six. He, Actually grew two inches his first year in college, I guess. Uh, six six hundred and sixty pounds shooting guard. Originally from St. Paul, Minnesota, or excuse me, Milwaukee uh, in high school and then played for St. Thomas, the Tommies, St. Thomas Tommies in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, Chris, he, he lit it up. I mean, he was the nation's third highest scoring freshman. Um, and, uh, I know he had at least, uh, 12 games with 20 or more points, including the last five in a row that he played in the season. And, um, he averaged, um, I think 17 and a half points, 3.7 assists and three and a half rebounds per game, uh, for the Tommies. And, um, he had some games where he lit it up. He uh, he had 23 and 25 against a, a decent Oral Roberts team and uh, 27 against North Dakota. And uh, I, I'm trying to uh, – oh, yeah, I think he shot um, – trying to find his three-point average, but I don't see it. It's in here somewhere, but – Pretty good. 44, three
0: he was he, he was forty four point eight percent from the field and thirty two percent three, but high volume. Yeah. He, he had to do a lot for that
1: team. He really did. He he was their. That's a freshman. He was their team. His team's leading overall scorer, which is a lot to put on a on a freshman. So he's used to being under pressure and used to delivering and used to leading, uh, which is pretty good for a guy in his first year in
0: college. And when I looked at it, Jerry, after picking him up and, of course, the Jordan Minor pickup from Mary Mack, I guess that was a week or two ago. You know, Tony Bennett's needs going into the offseason, the two biggest needs, the two most glaring, he was losing his two leading scorers. Armand Franklin, the the 12.4 points per game, 6'4 shooting guard, uh, declaring for the NBA draft. Jaden gardner 12.0 points a game his eligibility uh, running out after playing five years three years at, uh, at three years at ecu and, and two years at virginia and so he's i mean he, he, tony has addressed those needs uh he, he, picking up a shooting guard to replace franklin picking up a a power forward to replace gardner and uh of course dante harris the georgetown transfer that you know, came in mid-season and and, and redshirted but uh uh, he um, uh, replace you know standing in and replace well Kehe Clark so you know three big areas taken care of there uh, off the transfer portal and maybe just one more thing you know, if if he can figure out a way to lure a a center um, that might you know make things uh, whole uh, on on the on the whole for, for for Virginia basketball and you know fans a few weeks ago were up in arms over all the losses, uh, and, uh, to, to the, to the transfer portal for the NBA draft, that kind of thing. And boy, I think that, I think the roster looking pretty solid now.
1: It really is. Uh, particularly if Bigman decides to come back, right. Uh, right now they, it, should he come back? They have 10 guys on the roster. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you can't play any more than that. <laughs> and they're not done yet. Uh, I know they're, uh, I understand they're going to be bringing in uh, another recruit this weekend. Haven't found out who he is yet. hope to find that out sometime in the next uh, few hours or or at least by tomorrow. And uh, there is another guy from Northwestern that they have uh, made contact with, a 6'9 forward guy named Robbie Baran. Uh, He's a senior. I don't know if he has one or two years of eligibility left. But uh, he averaged seven and a half points, four and a half rebounds, and shot about 37% for the Wildcats last year. So um, they're still active in the portal. Um, I think they'd like to have 11 or 12 guys that, uh, depending on, you know, again, whether Beekman comes back or not. Uh, And, I mean, that's all you need, Chris, right? I mean, uh, especially if – I don't know if they're going to get that big man that everybody was hoping for. Uh, just don't know. But if they don't, I'm, it looks like they got enough to make do. And um, they got. Uh, I I, th- I thought it was crucial that that they either landed roadie or Blue Kane. And I I, I, I haven't looked to see if Kane has committed anywhere or not, but he obviously came by for a visit and. I felt like it was crucial that they signed at least one of those two guys because this team needs some shooting, and both of those guys are pure shooters. And uh, from what I understand, talking to a couple of people that met Rody and was around him a little bit last weekend, they said uh, if if you could cut out a guy who fits the Virginia mold, uh, he was 100% uh, in that mold. And uh, he's definitely a Tony Bennett kind of guy, definitely a UVA basketball kind of guy, and um, so it sounds like that it was he was a guy that they went after hard. And I, from what I also heard, they were a little concerned that they might lose him to Creighton because Creighton apparently was throwing around some big NIL numbers, which obviously Virginia couldn't match uh, or wouldn't match. And so uh, anytime you can win a recruiting battle like that, you got to feel pretty good about yourself.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, the NIL, it's not supposed to be thrown around and tell the kids there, but it it is being thrown around definitely. Um, And, you know, to get a six, six shooter too. I mean, so he's a big guy. He's going to be able to see over defenses out there on the three point line. you got him, you got McNeely at six, four, he'll be coming in as a sophomore, Uh, after you know building on a good good freshman season at Virginia Um, that's a good combination Uh, you know Rhodey will have he'll he'll be a sophomore next year he's got three years of eligibility left as well so those two guys hopefully can grow up together uh, there in the backcourt Dante Harris I think would have three years of eligibility left I think he had a red COVID redshirt year in addition to the two years he would have had left uh, after his two years at Georgetown so you know, that's a chance. I mean, if you can keep those guys together, keep that core together, they can grow up together. And, um, you know, certainly this coming season, you know, do some things for Virginia basketball, but maybe, you know, when they get older, junior and senior years could be really interesting for, for Virginia basketball. And, you know, Jordan Miner is a guy who's a four-year guy, so he's only got one year left, but you know, if you're going to get a short-term rental, you're getting a guy who also scores 17 points a game plus and rebounds nine a game, and he, he uh, for a six-eight guy, he blocked two and a half shots a game last year at Mary Mack, and he uh, he relentlessly attacks the rim. 80 percent of his shots, oh, more than 80 percent of his shots are at the rim. So he's a a real beast down low. So yeah, it, you know, it, it's it's early, and we got months to go until the first uh, you know formal practice in October, but. uh, yeah, I'm liking the way this roster's shaping up. I think that uh, you know Tony looked at the deficiencies maybe uh, from last season's team, which all it did was tie for the ACC regular season title, and said let's let's figure out some ways we can get better. And you know last year's team was lacking in post play. Now the minor will address that. He's got you know Tony now has another shooter to add to the mix, and uh, assuming Beekman comes back, he's got two great point guards to play. Hey, this is a pretty good looking roster.
1: And we're still going to see a better version, I think, of Ryan Dunn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think he's only going to get better and better and, and maybe faster than some people expected. Uh, I think he's going to be really good and McNeely, my goodness, if he, his work ethic, you know, he's only going to get to be more of a, a lethal weapon out there on the perimeter. Um, I think things are shaping up pretty well. I, I know Virginia fans, like you mentioned, were panicking for a while there because they were losing guys and striking out on some of the people they were going after in the portal. But um, there are so many guys out there to choose from. If you're, if you're careful, uh, you're going to find guys that fit your system and, and blend in chemistry-wise with what you're trying to do.
0: I noticed that one guy that had been reported to be a target, Will Shaver, the North Carolina transfer, uh, I I saw this that this afternoon. He ended up at Belmont, um, which makes me think that um, if he ended up at Belmont, he probably uh, had fallen off the radar for Virginia. Um, He he would have, I would assume, would have taken a Virginia offer had one been there. So um, that's a big guy that Virginia had been looking at, but uh, uh, I'm guessing just passed on.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think that's a guy that maybe Carolina missed on. Uh, apparently they missed on a couple of guys, but uh, um, it doesn't sound like the overly impressed Hubert Davis and his staff. It's probably the reason he transferred in the first place. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've, I've never heard anything really inspiring about Virginia would go after him. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think he kind of fell off a lot of people's radar just because you're a 6'10 guy with or, was pretty good in high school doesn't mean it's going to translate into success at the next level. And we see that all the time, especially with big guys.
0: So there's an assistant coaching position open um, with the, the departure of, of Kyle Getter, which we, both wrote about last week you had it first and I backed you up and days later everybody else jumped on the bandwagon there um he's heading to Notre Dame we talked about it on on the podcast last week uh uh, Tony uh has an opening there to fill and um I mean I guess there's two schools of thought he could either go uh on the outside and try to bring somebody in with you know experience from other coaching trees or uh promote from within I guess I'm hearing that uh, it's, it's at least being speculated, uh, by some around the program that he's going to probably promote from within and the name I'm hearing is Isaiah Wilkins. I'm wondering Jerry, if you're hearing anything one way or the other about, um, about that, that opening.
1: I've heard the very same thing, Chris. I, I know that they've interviewed at least one other candidate, maybe two or three from outside the program, um, I have heard a, a name or two, but I'm I'm not going to throw that out there right now. But, um, yeah, I've heard the same thing that, and that's something that Tony likes to do. He likes to promote from within. That's how Getter, got moved into that spot uh, two years ago, taking uh, Brad Soderberg's place, and they kind of sw- swapped positions on the staff. And um, I guess. Uh, Vandross would would move up into the principal uh, lead assistant um, behind Jason Wilford and that uh, Isaiah Wilkins would kind of uh, move into his spot on the staff as a full-time assistant instead of a grad assistant and then uh, get somebody to pull, to move into the grad assistant spot. Uh, They might have somebody already there or, Somebody in mind to be there, um, but that—that's the same thing I'm hearing. And that—that that would be great for Isaiah to be able to start his career on a Power Five staff, especially his alma mater. Uh, only a few years out of school, so uh, and I'm sure he'd be a welcome addition uh, in the eyes of Virginia fans as well. But uh, you know, he knows. Tony Bennett's program as well as anybody and having played in it and grad assistant last year. So, uh, he would fit right into, to the scheme of things.
0: You know what I like about having a guy like Wilkins, just, it's kind of like with Williford, you know, Williford back when he played at Virginia in the nineties, 91 to 95, um, he was on that, some really talented teams, Corey Alexander, junior Burrow, Harold Dean, Jamal Robinson teams, Williford was he was a pretty well regarded recruit himself, but he ended up being the guy on that team who did all the dirty work. He, he defended well on the post, he dove on the floor for loose balls, he rebounded, he set screens, he you know, he just did all the little stuff. Um, you need a guy like that on your team. Wilkins was the same way when he was on the teams in the mid 2010s. Um, you know, you, not everybody can go up and, and score 20 points a game and, and make the flashy plays. You need, you need some guys who can just go out there and do the dirty work. And, um, those guys, I think they end up being the better when, you know, when their basketball playing career is over, they end up being the better coaches because, you know, they understand the game a little differently than, 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 you know, those star players do. So I think that's why you find, that's why those kind of guys are valuable to your program. They, they didn't, ha- they, not, not everything came easy to them. Uh, and uh, they worked harder for it. Maybe they understand the game a little better, and you know they can they can coach guys to to play that way. If you if you if you can coach guys to play the way they did, you you could win some games.
1: Yeah, I remember um, for those of us who covered those teams that Jason was on, we also we always referred to him as the glue guy mm-hmm. because he. You're right. He 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 did all the dirty work. He did things that doesn't necessarily always show up big in the box score and um was a team guy and he kept people together and he kept things positive and uh made a huge impact on the program uh and and you're right i think those kind of guys do appreciate the opportunities uh a lot more maybe than some of the guys who things come a lot easier to them particularly scoring and um and they do make good coaches. There's a lot of really successful coaches out there who were never stars of their team. They, they're they just basic role players or, or guys that, uh, that understood the game and studied the game and um, really get it. And, uh, yeah, Jason was one. I think Isaiah is one of those guys. And, I mean, he did so many little things that helped his teams win at Virginia. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's why people loved
0: him so much. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store. As a lifelong runner, the pain in my feet was debilitating. Finally, I went into the Good Feet Store and found the answer. Personally Fit Art Supports. They helped me so much, I ran my first marathon that year. Then
1: because I believed in the Good Feet System so much, I bought the store. I'm so happy to offer my hometown community the opportunity to find relief from foot, knee, and back pain. The Goodfeet store is located in the shops at Stonefield near Trader Joe's. Book your appointment today at goodfeet.com. This is Chris Slade, former University of Virginia, defensive end, graduate of 1993, back on the staff at
0: UVA, excited to be back coaching my um, old stomping grounds. You're listening to the Jerry Ratcliffe show. So uh, Virginia's still looking. Perhaps there are some more players visiting, uh, and, and Jerry will find out who they are because Jerry Jerry just knows all this stuff. He'll find this out before they come, and we'll – see see if there's anybody else and certainly you know maybe a need for one more big maybe a need there uh to address uh going forward but yeah this is a pretty good looking roster hey i thought i'd throw one thing out jerry we're not going to talk much football because uh but spring practice has ended and already after spring practice cameron kelly uh the guy who transferred in from north carolina just in january uh is already head, headed back out. He's in, in the transfer portal, <laughs> so he didn't stay around very long. Uh, he was in spring practice, uh, defensive back. They were getting some looks at safety and cornerback, which Tony Elliott has identified as a major need. Himself looking at, at this new transfer portal period now post spring practice, but uh, Virginia now not only has to you know go out and look for some more corners, they have to replace one they had in camp. So Cameron Kelly uh, is heading out, and I've, I've been scouring the the transfer portal, uh, football that is, and I've not seen any other names added today anyway. So, um, Tony had talked about after, uh, the spring game on Saturday that, you know, this, there could be some, you know, some interest from from guys who were in the program to perhaps want to test the waters. And we've, we've seen one at least.
1: Yeah. And I interviewed, I interviewed that guy after one of the practice sessions and, Uh, that's 15 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. (laughs) (laughs) I just, what a waste of time that was. Uh, I don't, I don't understand some of these kids today, but, uh, he, he seemed a little full of baloney to me anyway. Uh, but, um, I guess the portal is opening up again and it's a lot about to see a lot more activity. I saw where two Florida state offensive linemen jumped into the portal today and uh so not to mention a bunch of other people but uh those two particularly caught my eye because we know who somebody could use some offensive linemen oh uh, yeah. yeah defensive backs but yeah i imagine virginia uh, their coaches hit the road again uh, i guess um was it monday or tuesday for just recruiting the, the recruiting windows open again and the portal i guess is heating up again now that most people's spring games are over with, and uh, so I expect a, a little bit more flurry of activity. Chris, it's going to keep us watching uh, all these uh, portal reports in in two sports for the next few weeks.
0: <laughs> we thought we had it hard when there was one portal open. Now we got two of them open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's
0: all. I, that's all I think I'm doing all day long is in between writing stories, I'm I'm refreshing those portals and seeing what and I'm I'm not, I'm looking for the Virginia guys I'm looking for but I'm then I'm looking to see who also is out there cuz like you said with football there's a need certainly a cornerback and also a big time needed offensive line maybe a maybe one more quarterback and uh you know it's easier in basketball I think because most of those names you know we, we you kind of know you know especially with the ACC guys who are throwing their names out there boy there's so much in football so many moving parts to a football program that I just I, I look at the name, I look at the school they're at, and then I say, "Well, that's another guy I don't know." So I, I can't imagine what it's like for the coaches to have to deal with all this.
1: I can't either, and uh, I know that uh, I know that Tony Elliott has a, a a support staff of guys, and that's that's they're dedicated to doing that. That's all they do, I guess, is uh, check out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, check out recruits and, and transfer portal guys and, and, uh, pass them on to the coaches and to see if they might be interested in pursuing them or not. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me outside and the pollen's getting to me. Um, I, I, I just can't imagine how hard it is to keep up with, uh, The hundreds of guys that are in these portals and uh it's daily i mean there's people jumping in all day all night uh yeah yeah almost every day it's unbelievable
0: all day all night yeah every time i click on it there's at least a few new both i should say not just it when we click on both of them there's a few new names so yeah that's that's so i mean it's 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 a living we we do this and we we have to calm it ourselves and Um, It it definitely gets people's interest going. That's that's for sure. Um, So let's talk Jerry about there's a big weekend coming up for for uh, down at Virginia Beach, uh, the induction and for the 2023 class of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Some familiar names to UVA fans, uh, Sean Moore, uh, Ryan Zimmerman, uh, among the uh, people to be inducted. Also, Virginia Tech's D'Angelo Hall. I know Jimmy Laycock. Uh, the longtime William & Mary football coach who had great success down there in Williamsburg. Um, There's a few other names out there as well. And then there's one sports writer, a guy named Jerry Ratcliffe. Uh, Jerry, uh, congratulations. I'll be down there with you. My wife, Crystal, is joining me. I think Scott German is going to be driving there as well. We're going to all be cheering. We're going to be part of the cheering section for you. Um, Tell me, I don't know, tell me... When you when you first heard the, the news, uh I guess it was late last year, but when you first heard the news, um, what was that moment like for you?
1: Yeah, it was in uh November, and um I had gotten a call from uh Will Driscoll, the uh new executive director of the of the sports hall of fame uh down in that area. And uh uh I was uh I was just very humbled uh did uh, you know me i don't i don't mind talking a lot and i was somewhat speechless it was uh it's something that uh you hope might happen in your sometime in your career but it's never a given uh something i never really thought about when i got into the business over 40 years ago and um when i was a one-man sports started as a one-man sports staff Looks like I'm ending this one-man sports day. (laughs) Uh, And uh, but um, you know, at that point, you're just trying to make a name for yourself and and learn to do things right, and uh, try to be accurate and try to be fair and balanced and uh, honest with your readers and with the people you cover. And um, that's one thing I've taken a lot of pride in is. Uh, I think if you'll ask just about any coach that I've ever covered their program, they'll always say that I was fair, that um, I praised them when they deserved it. And I, I criticized them when they deserved it. And uh, I've tried to be very careful about that. And, um, but it, it, it was a very humbling experience to get that call from Will. It was, uh, uh, I have to, Admit I gave a big fist pump in air into the air when I when I got off the phone because it was uh, it's something you just don't know if it'll ever happen and it it it, it kind of just signifies that hey, you all these years it was worth it um, wasn't really about the awards uh, most of the awards I won were nice but it's just something you hang on the wall or put in a box and uh, the real awards were are people coming up to you these days and say, uh, you know, I've been reading you since I was eight years old or, uh, or when I was in college at UVA or uh, reading your column this past week reminded me of of going to games with my dad who just passed um, when I was 12 years old and stuff like that. What's really uh, is touches your heart and uh, makes you feel like that, uh, it was all worth it. And you've done, you've had an impact and, and done things the right way. What
0: I think is particularly neat about this award for you is that, you know, like you mentioned all the, the, you know, all the awards you've won, they're, the, the, they're all from media organizations, you know, and I've won awards for media organizations too. This isn't from a media or this is from the sports Virginia sports hall of fame. This is not just among, so this isn't just among other writers. This is like, Hey, this is, you know, Ryan Zimmerman's going to be there this weekend, which, like I said, Sean Moore, D'Angelo Hall, Jimmy Laycock. I mean, some really big names in Virginia sports people you've covered as well. So it, it makes you appear. I mean, and you are, but it, it it's an award putting you in, in, in that in that realm with with those 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 guys and, and gals too. There's there's women uh, in, in the hall of fame and some women in the class this year as well. So I don't know. To me, that kind of stands out even more than than just an award from other writers. This is this is this is the Sports Hall of Fame. I I, I love that for you.
1: Yeah, and it, and that means more uh, because it's like you said, it's not just media. So we slap each other on the back probably too much anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but um, yeah, it, I think it means more coming from people that are not really your immediate peers, but people uh, who have observed your work from afar uh, over time and 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 know what you're all about um I I was nominated by Thomas Jones, the uh we've had him on our show. he's one of the top 25 running backs in NFL history. All, all American here at Virginia now a successful actor um uh, got uh, some great uh letters uh, vouching for me from Dick Vitale and um who I've known since the early 80s and uh Dr. Bob Rotella. um, and all all three of those guys and and some others tiki barber um uh, saying some incredibly kind things about me so uh if those kind of people are paying attention to your work uh you feel like that you that you got it right somewhere along the way and uh that that probably is as gratifying as anything to know that you're held in some esteem by people who matter in in various college and pro sports uh, from all over the country and because uh, they've dealt with some of the most successful people in in sports and uh, I, I, I wouldn't think they suffer any fools and so uh, it makes you feel like uh, you've done it right and it's, they acknowledge that and it is. It, it's, it's an incredible honor to be in the 50th class with guys like Ryan Zimmerman, who we saw what he did for Virginia baseball, helping them build a national powerhouse and then being the face of the Washington Nationals for, what, t- two decades? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, he was Mr. He was N- Mr. Nat. He was the original Nat, basically. Yeah, he I- was the
1: guy, man. i tell you. Um, I'm not sure this will be the only Hall of Fame that he'll be limited to. Uh, and then Sean Moore, for God, God's sake, uh, arguably the greatest quarterback in UVA history. Uh, other people might have numbers, but nobody took Virginia football where Sean Moore took them to. Three yeah. weeks at number one. Yep, I was and-
0: I was a freshman. I was a I first year at UVA in 1990 <laughs> when we were number one in the country for three weeks. That's all because of Sean Moore.
1: Uh, George Wells said, Sean Moore was the perfect guy at the perfect time for uh, Virginia football. And if, if uh, for those people who enjoyed watching and had a, were somewhat of aficionados about the sport and watching that offense that George and Gary tranquil put together back then was one of the most dangerous offenses I've ever seen in college football, because they could do so many different things that there were, there were people, just were baffled, they couldn't defend them, they had no idea how to stop those guys and so uh to go in with those two guys who I've had the utmost uh respect for for so long and and jimmy laycock we we all saw his brilliance uh particularly in the offensive uh passing game over forty years at william and mary i i mean he what his work was outstanding uh the the other people i I don't know them, but I know of them and uh, honored to go in alongside them too but uh, very special and I feel very privileged and uh, it'll be a, a, a weekend that I'll cherish for the rest of my life for sure
0: so uh, my wife asked me to ask uh, as far as how things go this weekend when when you're um, honored do you get to give a speech and if so uh, what, what do you have in mind
1: I do. I've been kind of writing it in my head. <laughs> when I can't sleep at night, I'll have to put it down on paper tonight sometime. Um I think we're supposed to sum up our entire career in eight minutes. Okay. Won't be easy. <laughs> so uh I'll do we'll have to be a blanket coverage of thanking so many people that have helped me along the way and all the coaches, all the athletes, all the journalists and, and the editors who've Helped guide me along in the business. And uh, uh, in eight uh, minutes, it's <laughs> not going to be easy. <laughs> not only, not only like you and Crystal, who helped me restart my journalistic life uh, when my former newspaper life came to an end, but uh, guys like Jeff Motley, uh, who used to be sports editor of the Lynchburg paper. We used to travel together everywhere. Uh, he's now vice president of Las Vegas Speedway. Uh, he's flying in for the occasion and uh like you said Scott German and some other close friends from here in town um have always supported me and uh uh it'll just be uh a pretty cool moment some some family will be there um but yeah i got to <laughs> i got to uh after stringing all these uh ideas together in my head i got to put it on paper and then read it and make sure i can get it Done in eight minutes. <laughs>
0: I, I had I a speech. Hope to they give. don't
1: give me the hook
0: <laughs> <laughs> or ring the gong like from the gong show, like in the eight seventies. <laughs> I had to give a speech last year and I wrote that speech in my head when I would lay down and go to bed at least 20 times. Um, I should have just written it out the first night, but I didn't. So you might have been doing the same thing. Um, and this is a lot. This is a lot. Uh, so you, you get it down tonight. Don't think about it anymore. Enjoy the weekend. I'm, are you heading down tomorrow to get, get there early to kind of meet and greet?
1: Yeah, they have a reception at, uh, uh, a, a place, uh, to, I think a block or two from the hotel in Virginia beach. Um, I think it's from four to seven or something like that. And, um, so I'll go down, uh, we'll go down for that. And then, uh, there's a breakfast Saturday morning, um, Q and A I think, and autographs. I with all those other people there, I don't, I don't think my autograph's going to be in very high demand, but <laughs> I'll be there in case anybody wants one. If have one of my mine and your books, uh, be happy to sign them.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: But, um, and then uh, the reception for the ceremony starts around five or something like that, and the ceremony I guess. I think goes from seven to nine and then that's when the real fun begins because that's when you can go and uh, talk to jimmy laycock and uh, ryan german and sean Poor and people there to south somebody told me mike tomlin was coming to support uh, jimmy laycock his coach at Wayman mary um so there'll probably be all kinds of people there uh, chris that you'd like to talk to and that that scott german can harass because uh, He's never met a stranger in his life. <laughs> I know.
0: I'll be the one like sitting in the back of the room, and Scott, and Scott will come up and keep telling me, "Hey, I just talked with Mike Tomlin, and I just talked with whoever," and um, he'll drag us into it. I'm sure. Um, uh, but yeah, just being a fly on the wall for me on Saturday, like you said, with all those folks there, and and uh, it's gonna be. it would be nice just to to be among among those greats, and, and I'm sure what we might even have. I would be surprised if we didn't have some some past Hall of Famers there as well to welcome the new class in. So, yeah, yeah what, a, what a great weekend.
1: I think it's not unusual to see some of the past Hall of Famers there. And, uh, man, there, there's some really big names of uh, people that are in that Hall of Fame. So, yeah, maybe some of them will show up. And uh, and, and for our uh, viewers and listeners out there as well, I, I just found out the other day that uh, the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, one of their big uh, – fundraisers is that they have a virginia sports hall of fame golf tournament every june that uh used to be held in williamsburg but the last few years they've held it in stanton but Mm -hmm. they are moving it this year to uh stony creek right here in yours and mine backyard uh and uh you can sign up to play and it's usually a captain's choice and uh they have food and drinks and stuff and uh, they have a bunch of Hall of Famers that come and play in that. And uh, he, I think each foursome uh, gets to play with a with a Hall of Famer. Oh, okay, okay. You know, I know uh, back years ago when uh, the former company I worked for, they used to sponsor the tournament in Williamsburg. And I used to take some advertisers down there. And I know that we played uh, one year with Ken Willard, who was a great running back from Carolina and the San Francisco 49ers. I'll never forget Frank Quell being in awe of Ken Willard. It was his hero when when uh he was growing up. And uh played with uh Ralph one year. I played with um that was an experience just to see a guy that seven four swing a golf club. Uh played with Lefty Grizzell one year, which was probably were of the most fun hours of my life, just listening to Lefty, um, and some other guys. So uh uh we'll have some information about that on my website soon and i encourage uh, people out in our audience to uh support it because it's it's a fun it's a fun day i'm telling you
0: captain's choice is the only way i can play because uh uh you know otherwise i'm playing in the hazards and the out of bounds and the cart paths and all that stuff so at least I get to hit my shot. I, if I lose the ball, whatever, I get to hit the next shot from the center of the fairway. Because that's that's the yeah. only way I ever get to play from the center <laughs> of the fairway.
1: That's what it's all about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, uh, thanks a lot. I look forward to being you know, just there this weekend with you, rooting you on, and um, good luck with the, with the Hall of Fame ceremonies. I know as we're wrapping up here, we like to thank our sponsors. I'll let you make that pitch there.
1: Yeah, we couldn't do it without them, and uh, we really appreciate their support, as always. Aberdeen Barn, Virginia's finest steakhouse. Uh, Great atmosphere, great food, great service, convenient location. Um, Don't know who you'll bump into in in that place. uh, Bump into uh, all the Virginia greats from the past. uh, Go there and. uh, Probably a Hall of Famer or two, you know. Probably a few, more more than likely. Um, the Good Feet Store with Jonathan Cotton, they do so much good work through the NIL and supporting Virginia. Uh, a really rapidly fast-growing company. They're, they've got stores all over Virginia, North Carolina, D.C., Maryland, and just moved into Cleveland, I think. Um, they can help you have a much more comfortable spring in your step. uh, If you're having any difficulty walking, even if you're not, they sell arches that support your feet in three places and make it uh, Mm -hmm. just much more comfortable walking or running. And um, Roback, uh, again, another fast growing company based in Charlottesville activewear sportswear with a whole new spring line of uh, colorful and uh, great looking apparel for uh, men and women they have a women's line as well uh something you need to check out look at their ad on my website and uh, click on and if you're ordering hit the button and uh code jerry j-e-r-r-y get 20 percent off can't ask for a better deal than that so uh thank all those sponsors for helping us come to you each week at least once and uh we appreciate you guys listening. We're picking up uh, tons more listeners every week. Chris, I I looked at the numbers and it uh, blows me away how many people uh, are taking time to listen to our thoughts and we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I'm humbled by that, no doubt about it. Uh I I've, I've, we've had the I've had these thoughts for years and I didn't know anybody cared. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks to Jerry. Thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the viewers and listeners and uh, go to jerryratcliffe.com. Go to AugustaFreePress.com for the latest in on Virginia sports. And uh, we will talk to you again soon.